America This Week, August 28th to September 3rd. Rising tensions in Taiwan, another inexcusable infrastructure catastrophe, a potentially paradigm-shifting regulatory suit, the Wall Street Journal's curious missing colon, finance headlines, and more. Welcome back to America This Week, your weekly bias-free news digest, pinned from the land of a thousand facelifts. We had another remarkable calendar of events in the past seven days, headlined by an escalating war of words between the Republican and Democratic parties. Tune in to the new America This Week podcast with Matt Taibbi and Walter Kern for more on that. We also saw worsening economic news at home and abroad, and an energy crisis poised to further destabilize a global order already strained by one war and threatened now with the possibility of a second. More on that plus recaps of other notable, ridiculous, terrifying American headlines, beginning with Military tensions between U.S. and China escalate Asked in May if he would get involved militarily if Taiwan were threatened by China, President Joe Biden responded, Yes, that's the commitment we made, echoing earlier comments he'd made at a CNN town hall. Biden departed from decades-old practice by American politicians who long quietly endorsed the so-called One China policy reorganizing Taiwan as part of China, without saying so out loud. Now, in the wake of Russia's invasion of Ukraine and increased ties between China and Russia, the equation appears dramatically different, as underscored by this week's news that Biden wants $1.1 billion in new military aid for Taiwan. This would include $650 million for surveillance radar, plus 100 Sidewinder air-to-air missiles and 60 anti-ship harpoon missiles. The new sales came in the wake of House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's recent decision to become the first high-ranking American official to visit Taiwan in 25 years. China, which viewed that and subsequent trips by Democrat Ed Markey and Republican Marsha Blackburn as insufferable provocations, ordered large-scale military drills and missile tests in response. They've also sent warplanes across the U.S.-established median line dividing the Taiwan Strait every day but one since Pelosi's visit a significant departure on their side. Such flights were rare ones. Military sales to Taiwan aren't new, as Biden sent $2.4 billion in arms there early in his term, but there's a clearly accelerating pattern of escalation on both sides now. This threatens to become an emergency-level news story commanding the world's constant attention, given similarities to Ukraine and the deeply unpleasant but not completely unrealistic possibility that America may soon find itself in a de facto two-front proxy war. Major commercial surveillance suit filed When British-born legal scholar Lena Khan was named to head the Federal Trade Commission in 2021, some activists believed it might herald a new era of more aggressive action against unfair corporate practices, especially in the tech world. Khan was famous for writing The Amazon Antitrust Paradox, arguing that existing antitrust law failed to recognize new problems with predatory pricing and integration across business lines in the internet age. This week, Khan took a big step toward a new enforcement paradigm when her FTC filed suit against Kochava Incorporated, a data mining-slash-marketing firm. It charged Kochava with selling the most intimate details of internet users' lives, including whether they visited places that might be used to infer an LGBTQ identification, domestic abuse shelters, medical facilities, and welfare and homeless shelters, leading potentially to stigma, stalking, discrimination, job loss, and even physical violence. The FTC's press release seemed designed to reach people across the political spectrum, 
highlighting that Kochava's data allowed customers to identify visits to both reproductive health clinics and places of worship. While the FTC traditionally focused on economic efficiency when judging commercial practice, Khan, one of a small handful of Biden officials with some reputation for economic populism, is trying to widen the purview of laws like the FTC Act to include improper surveillance as an unfair practice. Americans have long dealt with the realities of corporate surveillance, subject as they are to FICA scores, credit reports, all-payer claims databases, and other systems, but there have been few challenges to the surveillance commerce model that both raises dystopian fears about social credit scoring and drives profits at tech behemoths like Google, Amazon, and Facebook. As a result, suits like this, which superficially address that larger issue, bear watching. Natural gas prices skyrocket. In the first major domestic consequence of the worsening situation in Ukraine, American natural gas surged past $10 per million British thermal units, BTUs, Thursday, putting prices at their highest level since 2008 and up 150% for the year. It was great news for an executive or shareholder at ConocoPhillips or Devon Energy. Both companies exhibited positively tumescent market performances this month, rising above 20%. But less exciting for those living in the half of American homes heated by natural gas. As payback for Western imposed sanctions, Russia is poised to cut off natural gas supplies to Europe. It halted flow on the Nord Stream pipeline and cut off all gas to Germany for the period of August 31st to September 3rd, ostensibly for maintenance, sending European gas prices rising a jaw dropping 1,000%, according to some reports, and causing the European Union President Ursula von der Leyen to call for an energy emergency. With Russian supply receding, the United States is happily stepping into the fray as a replacement source, so far this year tripling its liquefied natural gas exports to Europe, which has now displaced Asia as America's top gas customer. This may sound like a big-picture boon to U.S. interests, but the situation is geopolitically complicated, and losing cheap Russian energy may dampen European enthusiasm for all-out America-led military resistance to Russia and Ukraine. Don't be surprised if the euro energy crisis, ripples of which just reached these shores, ends up a decisive factor in the direction of the Russia-Ukraine conflict. Mississippi Horror In the latest massive and massively shameful American infrastructure failure, 150,000 citizens of the capital city of Jackson, Mississippi, were without running water after its main treatment facility failed Monday. It was a semi-expected disaster, as the Environmental Protection Agency issued an emergency order in March warning of imminent and substantial endangerment to city residents that could include infestation by E. coli, cryptosporidium, or giardia, being served to its customers. Much like the parallel water disaster in Flint, Michigan, the story revolves around a poor, majority black population, 82% in this case, a history of demographic flight, white families left after desegregation in the 60s, and middle-class black families followed, eroding the tax base. In a bitter political blame game, with the state's Republican government, federal agencies, and city administrators taking turns blaming the other for failing to secure funding for repairs and use allotted money to make necessary improvements. The entire USA is in dire need of upgrades, with 42% of America's 617,000 bridges more than 50 years old, 46,000 are structurally deficient, and electric grids, airports, and levees and dams all suffering severe shutdowns or near disasters in recent years. President Biden approved an emergency declaration Tuesday directing FEMA and the Department of Homeland Security to fix the problem, 
but the longer-term issue of large population centers with strained tax bases just waiting for ancient infrastructure to break, the underlying story in Flint and New Orleans after Hurricane Katrina, in the less publicized Chicago-led contamination mess, and many other places, persists. Thanks for listening to the audio version of America This Week. For more, visit taibi.substack.com.